The Dimp Digital Network presents The DDT WrestleCast from the DIMP Digital Network and welcome to another edition of the DDT WrestleCast. On this edition we are here to review WWE Money in the Bank 2020 uh, which took place this past weekend and was broadcast on Sunday the 10th of May. I am once again joined by the main man himself, Paper. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Good to be back again, talking about another WWE pay-per-view. Well, um, the, reg- the regular occurrence now. It is, but that will change in the coming weeks with Double or Nothing coming up, so the AEW will get a bit of a look in. Um, the the true fans are wondering where we were last Friday, and it's it's twofold, really. One, um, we, we broadcast, we drop these every Friday, if we can mostly but if there is a bank holiday then i do not do a podcast for that week so i didn't communicate that so last friday was a very rare friday bank holiday here in the uk for may i don't remember the last time we had that paper i don't know if that's me normally easter yeah but i mean in may i mean i can't remember the last (laughs) year we had a friday one what's that i don't think we've ever done it before it's always just been a been a monday um but because v day this year the government thought you know what would be really good everyone can go out and celebrate in the streets and have street <laughs> parties everyone can get uh, you know their neighbors have drinks uh, and celebrate v day 75th anniversary we'll move it uh the first the first monday of may which is always a bank holiday in the uk to the, the well it was the second friday uh, and guess what we were all stuck indoors with coronavirus and there was no street part well there was street there parties. Were. we saw our parents there our parents were out fucking canoodling they were um, close and they should have Sue, been Keith, tina gary we got cool picture man. evidence of that yeah, they're claiming it was at a distance. Well, it was, but I don't know. I wouldn't be doing that, especially at their age, but that's up to them in it at this stage. So, yeah, so anytime there's a bank holiday on a Friday, we won't have an episode. And really, that only happens at Easter usually, but this wasn't. This was a bit of a unique um, situation this year in the UK for May. And obviously, Christmas, you know, probably shut down for a few weeks anyway. But I didn't communicate that, so I should have done the socials. So, apologies for that. Even if it wasn't a bank holiday there would have been no episode because i had to go in the hospital and have a rotten appendix removed so there was no way of um recording from the hospital i was in no fit state to do that still feeling the effects of that now so again if you think oh he sounds like he's off his game there's a there's the really made excuse i haven't got you on this to be honest it's only because i've been pestering i think that this 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 happened i thought i um to be honest i thought you were going to kill out on, on this week i thought ah, he's not going to do it no. um but you know the ddt podcast this is what the fans are getting you know through pain too many chair shots to that liver well, they, um, they, area we know we know that the wrestling business is a tough business to be in so you know you've got the guys out there on the road putting their bodies on the line the least we can do here is put our bodies on the line when possible but to be honest it's not that difficult and it's a good test to actually see how my recovery is going but um, yeah, so there are two reasons why there wasn't a podcast last week. One legitimate, one um, obviously not planned, but just keep that in mind. Any bank holidays on a Friday in the UK, there will be no podcasts, and I'll, uh, I'll communicate that. To be honest, um, I was expecting to be doing some solo podcasts until you either watched Raw Rumble 92, which is in, you know, in the chamber, ready to be watched and, and reviewed in the coming weeks. Um, but you text me and was like yeah podcast for money in the bank i'll watch it this weekend blah 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 this last week and i was like i can't believe after wrestlemania he's coming back for more modern day wwe and putting himself through this i'm i was genuinely shocked that you would give up time to watch another 2020 wwe pay-per-view was the was was the glutton of punishment for wrestlemania not quite enough 
Uh, I tell you, it's, it's this free WWE Network pass I've got for the three months. Yeah. Is I'm like I'm, I need to use it. So you know th- these these will stop soon. Uh, and by soon I mean within the next uh, six weeks. Um, so we might get one more pay per view in and it's over. So if there's someone from the WWE Network listening and they want to donate us some free uh, network passes, to them, we're, we're then committed to doing more podcasts on the WWE. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not going to happen too much anymore after the, these ones. So I, I thought, you know, that the podcast is, is, is in its infancy, should I say. Um, and so, you know, let, let's commit to it a bit and try and get some, uh, some, some content out there and, and put myself through some, some miserable pain of watching. Well, actually this wasn't too bad because it was only two and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, uh, so absolutely. actually that, 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 when you start, when you said that to me, that sold it to me straight away. Um, and I, to be fair, I was quite interested in money, but it's, it's, it, the banks uh, i always think is a novel idea and i also wanted to see how they would do it with the 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 briefcase on the roof and all that that was being promoted before so i was sort of sold in a little bit of that not that i knew much of the storylines as i said going in but you know I, just to see how it how it came out i was i was interested yeah it was uh is it, obviously we know of what's going on there, there's some creative juices flowing on both AW and WWE side more so on the WWE side they're definitely pushing the envelope when it comes to cinematic stuff and whatnot and be interesting to see whether AEW follow suit in that vein but yeah when I when I switched this on Monday morning I was so pleased I couldn't believe my luck when it said two two hours 35 minutes or whatever it was because I was already expected at least three and a half so to have a whole hour of my life given back to me mentally was a was a big plus um, I still couldn't watch it in one sitting, but that's not that's you know that that happens sometimes with busyness. But um, it being two point five hours, I was like, this this should be the norm in my opinion. Like you have maybe a couple of events that go over three hours, like your big one or two events, like your WrestleManias, your Summer Slams, maybe your Raw Rumbles and Survivor Series are so your four maximum WWE. But they're run of the mill monthly stuff. Two and a half hours, I think, is perfect. Yeah, it was. Uh, to, uh, to be fair, I I could I sat through it once and to be fair, you had the appendix issue, so maybe you know you probably weren't feeling. Yeah. I was going to say probably you know it wasn't probably just the WWE causing your pain. It was probably actually your your lack of appendix. Uh, Didn't cure it. Appendix, though, I'll tell you that much. Normally, like right, keep, <laughs> keep yourself entertained, so the pain's not there. Nope, felt worse. I reckon watching this. <laughs> Just... yeah that's what that's what but two and a half hours i think was 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 an ideal uh time frame it was enough for me um if i was getting zoned out or i was starting to bit bored by something i knew it wasn't that much longer whereas you know the wrestlemania i just knew i was like well there's another five and a half hours ago yeah. this year so um yeah that this this was wasn't so painful um from the start now getting into some of the matches which we'll get into it, yeah um but uh we we shall talk about that i guess <laughs> yes um there was no real changes production wise that i noticed unless you picked up on anything um but i did want to check in because you've seen now how the wwe operates you know they've got the commentators at ringside no one else and then we've seen what AEW have been doing since you know the lockdown restrictions and that have come in mm-hmm. over in the us they put wrestlers at ringside and seem to do quite a different approach. Does the does a lack now watching say Dynamite for the last six weeks with a little bit of interaction or noise from the wrestlers or the, the extras at the ringside? Does going back watching like an empty empty arena every match with just the commentary and just hearing the fucking wrestlers talking or screaming or grunting? Does that does that play? Do you notice that more having watched a bit more AEW in this current climate with their with the way they're doing it? Yeah, to be fair, I, 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 my bias is towards AEW, especially around. Um, I, I, I do enjoy the wrestlers around the edge of the ring. Um, mm. It adds a new bit of context into it, and it sparks things up that that you you know are not necessarily there. Just little things that can happen from time to time, which is like, oh, that's that's interesting. A slight different angle. Um, like AEW have had this whole thing about pineapple peavers and and Jericho building over the last couple of weeks and just this random like uh, jobber type type yeah. character that was they've been in the crowd. Um, and, and like you can have little things and you can still let little bits of story go on in the crowd. Like I, I saw um, 
uh, it would have been when this comes out, not the last dynamite, but the one before. At the very start, I saw Jimmy Havoc give uh, Kip uh, a face mask, you know, the type yeah. of thing they wear, because obviously they become a, a tag team. But they they can do little things like that in the crowd, which is just nice, and it's like little like uh, uh, things and stuff like that that you know they don't have in the WWE. Now, what I do like in the WWE is that they have the commentators there, and they can interact with. The the, yeah. the the talent and the the athletes uh, and I do like that I I'm not a big I'm not keen on WWE's um, consistent changing of commentators from match to match I yeah. I'm not I, I that's winding me up a little bit um, because you get some poor commentator and I don't even understand why they're changing up or what's they're bringing to is it doesn't feel like it's a guest commentator or anything like that they went I think on this one they like some doing them does and why is he there um so uh yeah i that i wasn't too keen but there, there was some interesting parts which we'll come into later where there was clear communication between you know the the commentators and and the in ring talent which i really like and i i think would like aw they have jericho and tony giovanni you know in a room out back somewhere what it feels like away from it all whereas yeah. it'd be quite nice to see them at the side uh, because like and see them just doing a bit of interaction, even if they're kept at a massive distance, uh, even if they put them behind a bloody you know perspex screen or something as a joke, and you can still see them. Yeah. You know, sometimes actually seeing them, you know, when the camera pans is, is I, I, I enjoy. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely taking different different approaches. That's for sure. And I can't. I, I think my bias is towards the way AEW are doing it, just simply because it's nice to have some sort of feedback when a move happens or a chop will take place and you can just hear a woo or an aw or an ah. It's just, just even how subtle it is, it does make a difference because the thing that I really, that I, at one point I almost had to turn it off halfway through the, um, the money in the bank match is because the two and a half hours, all I heard for every match was just screaming and grunting and, uh, 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 because there's no other noise going on so it makes it it feels like the wrestlers feel they have to make or either they don't either exaggerate it or just that you can hear it clearer because there's no other noise to distract you but the, the women's matches for example they're just screaming constantly and it was really starting to grind my gears I only had to walk away but I, I managed to get through it anyway let's get into the, the event itself otherwise we'll be here longer than the fucking event which would be a real uh, achievement if we manage to go over 2.5 hours <laughs> so we kick off with the uh, the fatal four-way tag team match got new day lucha house party miz and morrison v forgotten sons uh ran for 12 minutes smackdown tag team championship um, on the on the commentator front they change commentators because there's raw and smackdown um athletes so it's a smackdown match they will uh, put yeah, the smackdown team in Samoa Joe seems to just do it when he's injured for Raw, so he just sort of dips in and out. But yeah, that's the reason for that. This was a SmackDown match in itself. Um, to be honest, when this when this match kicked off, I was I was quite into this. And not this wasn't the best match that we've ever seen in the world, but I think me and you always look for a, a decent opener, and uh, I felt like this was this sort of fit the bill here. I I would I would agree as far as I'd say it's probably my second favorite uh match or fight of the card mm. though i wouldn't score it overly highly no um so it like it was it was okay it it, it wasn't like a a shitter i i'm getting annoyed uh and i've only watched now two wwe recent pay-per-views like the one at wrestlemania for the same belt which was a singles match for a tag match which i didn't get then obviously the belts have clearly changed hands in a singles match in a singles match which is crap and they've done this awful stipulation where they've got the four teams and only two teams are allowed in at a given time and i I, I, I'm, i'm just getting annoyed like there is no and i get why uh the what they call the revival whatever they are have left the revolt, wwe yeah. revolt that's it yeah. because they're, 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 it just doesn't feel there's any integrity to 
the the tag team belts and uh, and and that's what annoyed me with this match. It wasn't that the match uh, the the fight was poor. No, um, some some people came out really well. They all came out. I, you know, I'm really really impressed by John Morrison. Like I, I thought he was the standout in this uh, the fight at WrestleMania yeah. uh, for this belt. And I thought it, to me he was he was the standout in this fight as well. Like it just he just seems so slick when he's doing some of these moves, and it just seems to pull off really well um he seems to have really uh he's in amazing shape by the looks of things and um yeah. he can pull off some uh, fantastic moves so um for me he was sort of stood out uh but once again yeah it was just i don't know yeah it just sort of felt like i i it was a good match it was okay but it just it just wasn't you know i wasn't gonna write home about it um no, no, yeah I agree, agree with that. Yeah, John Morrison. He's, I, I really like John Morrison as well, um, and he's been around the block a bit as well. He's he started at WWE. I think he was he was originally on Tough Enough. Um, I don't know if you remember when they did that, like the reality series where they kind of it's almost like the Ultimate Fighter, but for WWE, where they would kind of have an actual competition to hire people. And he was on one of the scenes of that. I can never remember which one it was. Um, came in as Johnny Nitro, but before this he was at Impact, so formerly TNA, our old, yeah. stomp, our old stomping grounds. And um, to be honest, I thought there was a chance that he might go to AEW because he was a free, he was a free agent for a while, but got snapped up by the WWE and certainly is a, I think, an asset to this this tag team division. But um, yeah, the, the New Day retained the, the belts anyway. The Big E gave Metallica a big ending, as it's called, for the one, two, three in 12 minutes. I agree, nothing to write home about, but not a complete disgrace either way. Um, Our truth versus what we thought was going to be MVP. Um, and then Bobby Lashley come out and said, no, I'm going to be doing that. First off, what do you think about R-Truth and his character? Because he's obviously a complete comedy character where he's either delusional... delusional or maybe even mentally ill. I don't know what the what the actual official narrative is for him, but he just don't get what's going on, does he? He's in his own little world. Yeah, I quite like him as a character, and he's been around the block for now a long. Actually, all the all the the guys that were fighting in this match have been uh, like a yeah. proper old school. MV, I remember MVP back in the day, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've all left the WWE at some point and come back. And um, I, I quite like our truth, and he's uh, he's definitely one of these characters that suffer without having uh, a, an audience there yeah. not that it was too much for like him coming out doing that entrance that he does where he, he raps and sings and stuff like that um that works amazing when there's a crowd there and they're, they're sort of he's doing the thing and they're, they're screaming back i felt like though especially i think it's right at the very end where he was like saying what's up and stuff like that i was thinking what's the point like yeah. even if you're delusional it just felt like he was sort of forced to do that rather than you know like him coming out to the rap bit at the start was fine but you know when it was the bit at the very end of that i thought yeah but i i as a character i quite like him um they, they clearly they've got him he's, he's a comedy character and it is what it is and then you have them in all the all i guess uh all franchises and that they have their yeah. own role and he's clearly going after the, <coughs> the 24 7 belt um, oh. Which is a, is effectively uh, a comedy belt. So Long's you know, got it. exactly. And so it's 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 clearly just he's a nice filler. I think personally, you know, this match and this whole thing is is for Raw or SmackDown and not for a pay per view. Yeah, uh, yeah. that'd probably be my only sort of comment towards it because it was just a bit pointless. I was a bit, you know, I didn't quite understand what was going on, and then it happened. I was like. Oh, this is the type of shit you'd see, you know, on a Raw, yeah. uh, and and then that might lead into something or something later. But you know, I just I didn't get the point. Why is pay per views should be about you know you're building up a storyline or you're at, 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 at an intro, extremely interesting point of a storyline, and you want to tell that at the pay per view, not just like this randomly happened. I think the only point of it was maybe Bobby Lashley's pissed off. I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was. You're right. It's not a pay per view match. It was. Obviously, squash for Bobby Lashley, one in under two minutes, landed the spear on um, R-True, formerly known as K-Quick back in the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what that was doing on the pay-per-view. Considering they had like a, a pre-show match between Jeff Hardy and Cesaro, 
And Cesaro's a really good worker, and it'd been good to see him in a singles match, but that was on the pre-show rather than the main show. Granted, it was a much longer match, but I'd have taken that match instead of this, and the event going a little bit longer. But there you go. What did you What do you think of our truths little promo after this later on in the show, where he's talking about how he beat he beat MVP and that he's lost weight and that he's going to come after Tom Brady for that twenty four seven belt. Uh, yeah, I think it's just that that comedy element where he's he's clearly not there. I think what they were my 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 takeaway from it was that Bobby Lashley hits hard so hard that it'll knock the stuffing out of your memory and you'll be just a bit you know concussed and all that that crap. So um, I, that that was my assumption from it, um, though maybe I, I got the wrong end of the stick. Yeah, we'll see we'll see where that goes for, for backlash. Look forward to seeing that. That really interesting storyline coming to a halt there. Um, we then got Tamina taking on Bailey for the Women's World Championship, or SmackDown Women's title, I should say. Uh, I know we've slagged off AEW's women's division quite heavily, and rightly so. This felt like that would have been... that was This was the AEW-level women's match. I, I didn't enjoy this one bit, if I'm honest. But you know, and it's not to, to put down certain... Sexist. No, I was wow. going to say certain styles of wrestlers, and you usually get this, unfortunately, with the the bigger wrestlers. They're oh, just not sizest. Sizest. Does running. They're, <laughs> they're just maybe not as agile, and so therefore sometimes you, you just can't as much. I thought it was it was all right. It wasn't long. When no. It felt like half the time. It felt like you know, um, tomorrow could have just done five minutes. You know. Bailey or whatever, and then Bailey just gets you know via Sasha Banks' help, just gets the you know the quick win and just retains the belt. Um, it didn't probably need to go ten and a half for it. Um, I, I I know what you mean. It, I I saw that, and this was one where I felt you know is is in I I having the commentators there and the lack of crowd because you could hear that there was that that to and fro between uh, Bailey and the commentary. Yeah. I didn't I, and I still don't really know how to take it. Like at some points, I sort of quite liked it, but then also at some points, I just felt like saying, "Shut up, this is quite annoying." <laughs> so um, I, yeah, it, it went on a bit too much. But um, yeah, it was it was definitely more in the old AEW leagues. In that AEW seems to be picking up a little bit at the moment. I'm not saying that they're anywhere near the WWE leagues, but um, for women, yeah. uh, but um, uh, but yeah, it, this one definitely felt a little bit more at home. Um, yeah, I, I think the problem with, uh, um, I think maybe the the problem with this was that the, the they had their be- some of their better women ready for the um, for the money in the bank later on, and so yeah. um, he sort of just had to have one there, and they they didn't have uh, Becky uh, Lynch there uh, either uh, to to I have that. Yeah, exactly. Which yes. uh, Vince. Well, we, 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 yeah, which we can talk about, I guess, later after the the women's money in the bank one, because that, that's the interesting point. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, it's uh, it was it, it was interesting, and and you know what, this is um, and we're on a second title match, and it's the second title retain uh, yeah. on the pay per view. So yeah, it was it was yeah, it was it was a bit meh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing that I thought was stupid was like Tamina seemingly had it won with like a, a running. Samoan drop like as part of a finisher um Sasha got in the ring to distract and then Tamina like a fucking geek chased after her and I was like come on like you, you can literally win the match now if you pin her and yet you've got out of the ring run after her got back in and then got caught in some stupid fucking cradle crucifix thing and, and lost I think if you if you're a baby face and you're doing that I've got no sympathy for you Right, that's, that's just idiocy. But um, yeah, I, I thought I was watching AEW Dynamite for a, whilst I was watching this. I was like, Jesus, where are we going here? Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. So this is Bray Wyatt, not not the fiend Bray Wyatt. So this is just him and his red top, or his red jumper, which he tucks in, which is an unbelievable fashion um, statement. Uh, Universal title match. We've spoken previously about the belts maybe not meaning too much, but what did you make of this match um, for one of their top belts in terms of its Bray Wyatt taking on Strowman? I like defense? it. Yeah, I, to be fair, I, 
Well, as I, said, and I mentioned this before, the, the first one was the, the match for second title defence. Uh, and so going into this match, in my head, I thought, well, you know, the title's probably going to switch here because I've not had any title switches yet. Um, but lo and behold, that, that didn't happen. I, do you know, I don't know if the, the Bray Wyant, you know, things... Uh, I, don't, I don't know whether I like it or, or I don't like it. Some okay. points, some points, I think, eh, but some of it, I just think, what the fu- I don't like the entrance music. That's Do you like the thing. puppets? Uh, Coming up during the match, going. <laughs> I don't know. Track. I just, I just don't know where I sit with it. I, I the one, the one bit of the kudos that I do give. I, I did like the bit where the the callback to and where where um, Braun put on the, the is it the sheet mask? Yeah, um, that was a nice. Family. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That was did a you, nice. In the- in the promos leading up to it, did you spot Mr. Brody Lee in the background of any of the promos? He was only in like a couple of the shots, but I noticed Brody Lee was lurking. Um, I did notice someone. I was trying to figure out who that was. I didn't realise that's Brody Lee. Yeah. Because uh, there was three of them, wasn't there? Yeah, like, you had Harper, you had Harper, Brody Lee, um, Strowman at one point, and they were all led by by Bray when he was a little hillbilly cult bloke. Now he's a little firefly flunhouse weirdo demon that wears a red jumper and tucks it into his jeans he looks yeah. like shit in that outfit as well i think he's he's got such a weird body shape like he's really top heavy which is fine but he's got these little skinny legs it looks like you could just knock him a little bit and he'll roll off balance um he looks yeah, better he, obviously as the fiend that's what i'm trying to say yeah he definitely looks better he just he's he's got he's got a very odd shape to him and uh he, he just doesn't look like he he was he's going be arrested. He's, he's good. It's just that you know the gimmick is you know it's it's just not. I don't think it's there. I think they could have played. It could have been done so much better. I don't think they need all of the the, the shit that goes with it. And I I just hate the music that he comes into. I just I've said it <laughs> before, but I say again. It just it's just really shit. And exactly. And I, I'm assuming that this rivalry is going to go on a little bit longer because it looked like well, he'll it was take over. on the fiend won't he it'll be the fiend next time it, it's, it takes on braun Strowman, not just bray wyatt so he'll transform into the monster bloke yeah that's what it'll yeah be. yeah do you, do you prefer bog standard bray wyatt that you saw here because uh, you've not seen an actual fiend match yet or do you like the look of what you saw in the firefly funhouse with the fiend character because he kind of plays two two alter egos in this i i I don't mind the the Bray characters he is there. I just don't think he should be wrestling as that character. No. I feel like it's you know you know for promos and stuff like that, and and then yeah. when he comes to the ring, he, he transfers it transforms into the fiend. That yeah. I think would work a lot better. Well, they normally do that. In- I don't know why they sometimes decide to go right Bray Wyatt this time. It's like oh, uh, what. Yeah, because like, oh, I think like, because this the whole build up of the the whole thing with this fight, the story is basically Strowman basically rejecting Bray uh, is is the outcome yeah. of it all. And um, but that I think that could have probably been done in a lot of you know build up and promos and stuff like that, and and then it probably got into match with the Fiend rather than, uh, and I think that you could have got a lot better or at least I in my head. I expected the lights to go out at some point and, and him to put the mask on and rip yeah. off the, the jumper and then the fiend suddenly turns up. Because I think that, that that could also work. I just I just don't think in his current state, like and the thing is and it doesn't help and this is a lot of characters that I say this with, with the lack of audience there, it just doesn't work as well. No, it and, no. It's a struggle to, to get things going. One thing I noticed before this match, they obviously done the hype package where they were talking about Bray and Braun's history and, and all that stuff. But before that, we had Seth Rollins do a promo um, talking about all his Monday Night Messiah stuff. And one of the one of the phrases he used was that he wants to remove the burden of the title from Drew McIntyre so that obviously he can have the belt and he'll remove the burden. In the hype package for this, Bray Wyatt also says to Braun he wants to remove the burden from Braun <laughs> having the title. I was like, can you not come up? with a separate phrase for each belt and stick to it. Why are they using the same fucking idea of fucking removing burdens? A championship belt. So they're just um, carrying on from WrestleMania where they both had the same finishes for the same belts. Yeah. Well, at least they weren't the two same matches because Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the WWE title was next. 
and in my view, easily match of the night. Oh, is it was easily a you know if we're scoring out of ten, it's easily it was an eight plus match. Like yeah. it was, it was. Maybe this is a crowd. This would have been rocking. Oh, listen, I I I feel incredibly. Um, Sad for uh, I don't feel sad because he's earning loads of money, but for Drew McIntyre, like Scottish. He's, and he's Scottish, uh, yeah, that's enough reason <laughs> not to feel sad for him. Um, is that he's he would be you know, he'd be getting so much hype right about now with the crowd that when he beat Brock yeah. Lesnar in the way he did, the way this the Seth Rollins match was, it was like the polar opposite to the Brock, it was went on long, it was, a, it was like a 20 yeah. odd minute match, it was like. It was back and forth consistently, and going into it, three belts before all the three belts have, have been retained, and so you're thinking going into it's going they've not swapped a belt. That means yeah. they, surely they're going to swap a belt at some point. Cause usually every pay per view, at least one belt will swap. Um, and you th- I'm thinking, oh crikey, is he going to lose it? And there's so many times it it was so many close near misses and so many uh, like i like the ho- i like the whole seth Rollins stomp and stuff like that that's yeah. a bit of a callback to some of the promo stuff that they've been doing where he stomped on the head and um it just felt like a, an extremely well choreographed i can't say the word and choreographed choreographed that's the word i'm looking for uh fire and just i i like the way as well with uh, uh drew mcintyre they they're preserving the Claymore. Uh, yeah. and well, it seems like they are at least at the moment where it actually thing. Um, and we're not, you're not getting people kicking out left. And so instead, you know, the only time it got used and it was fantastic. The way it finished there, there's like, there's, there's, there's Drew McIntyre. I think it was like the Glasgow headbutt or something like that. Yeah. And then come kiss. Off the, and then he, cause that's it. And then there was a, um, Seth Rollins, I can't remember what he did. He did something, and then and you think, oh crap, what's going on here? And then and then uh, Drew comes off the, the the ropes and does another uh, does a claymore kick really quickly. I'm there, which I I know as well in terms of finishes and moves, it just looks and sounds good, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it just good. and it just it just looks and feels hard, and and that's what you want from a finisher. I, uh, um, and yeah, I. I really enjoyed this match. I, I, it went, it was, it was one. I, it was watching the pay per view was worth it for this one match alone. I'd say. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really good match. I like the way it built to like a crescendo. The last sort of five minutes of it was excellent. Um, and yeah, really good WWE title match. I think my favourite spot was when I think Drew was on the top rope. Seth knocked him off balance. Um, he kind of fell backwards and got his legs, you know, stuck in the in the in the, in the top rope like a tree of woe almost mm. and then Seth was standing over on his knees but then Drew sat up and then back suplexed him off the top rope sort of popped up and did it I thought that was a really nice spot there I've not seen that before uh, went so yeah. flying yeah he did go flying Seth's a really good wrestler like he's, really good he's, he's really good and so is Drew so these two in a match was always going to be good it's just a shame there's, there's no crowd to eat it up but even without the crowd it was enjoyable to watch so easily easily best match of the night and it was like that was in its own league really compared to the others like the others weren't were maybe a league or even a league below so well done for those two i hope they maybe can put on another match in the near future and build to uh, another one because i think they'll have, a, they'll have a good one what did you think of the handshake at the end because um for i mean you don't we, we've not both not been following much of the backstory but we, we know enough that you know the baby face is Drew and the heel is Seth. Seth's this self-proclaimed Messiah type figure who, you know, wants to rid the burden of the title off of Drew. And yet Drew offers out a hand at the end. I was hundred percent expecting Seth to just snub it, but he he, he went for the handshake. Yeah, I I, I don't know what they're. There they could be a couple of avenues they're trying to go with it. It could um, just be they that, do it that and then forget about it. WWE do yeah. like to do things like that where you think, oh, that's a big moment, and then next week he puts a, wraps a fucking chair around his head and you're like, wow. I yeah. That the, the, I think what would be really, really good, like, well, I thought it, it's like it's going to be a couple of things. It's like it could be just to show, you know, Drew's a real baby face at the moment. You know, he's, 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 he's like this warrior gentleman type guy you know someone that you would get uh a bit like you know like the hound from uh game of thrones post when he became like side of the hound where you know he's he's protective and he'll say good fight and stuff like that and um and and whether they're going down that route or the other avenue they could be going and it could be a very nice slight move is 
to allow Seth to sort of move away from being a heel and and start to say, you know, Monday Night Messiah and actually him start to sort of follow Drew or something. Like you could see yeah. it that, you know, so you could see see Drew as being, you know, this godlike figure. Uh, and so actually he could still be the Monday night Messiah, but he could like worships like Drew or something like that. And so he could mm. sort of turn so or, or they, they could probably do a nice little mix on, on that way. You know, he does that and Drew, Drew, you know, rejects it and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I'm sure there's loads of things they could do with it. But there's, if, as you said, they'll probably just forget about it and there'll be nothing more than just a handshake. <laughs> we then move on to our main event. Technically two matches because it was a dual money in the bank ladder matches. So... So the setup with this was it was taking place at WWE headquarters and there was a ring and the briefcases were suspended above the ring as they usually are. This was all on the roof of WWE headquarters. The idea of the match was that the male and female competitors, I guess, brawl all over the headquarters and get to the top of the, the building as quickly as possible and then get the briefcase like you normally would. Um... What do I, as soon as this kind of started and they started lining all the women up on their entrances by that lift, I was like, what are they doing here? Like, you've got Shayna Baszler, who's meant to be this kick-ass, badass MMA fighter. I'm thinking, right, she might get the another shot here and get the, get the money in the bank and then snatch it off Becky Lynch going forward. But they've got her just sort of standing next to all the opponents, not really batting an eyelid. And the guys start off in the gym... And they're obviously throwing shade at each other left, right and centre. No commentary throughout the match other than the very, very sort of latter part of it. It it ran 29 minutes. What's going on with this? What do we think? Is it better or worse than, let's say, the Boneyard and the Firefly Flumhouse that we've watched at WrestleMania? Because it's a similar sort of thing. It's another cinematic jobby. I fucking hated it. Um, Yes. Same. I I just... Just in like, I, in my can head, you like, like is is there a possibility that there's any version of these cinematic style matches that you would like? I don't think I would personally. I don't think I don't think I think even if they do the most amazing cinematic thing in the world, I'm just not going to like it. I just don't. I just don't enjoy this, and that's why I'm dreading AEW eventually trying to copy this because I'm going to be like, well, I don't enjoy watching this. Doesn't matter if it's AEW and Jericho. I'm not going to. This is not this is not my jam, really. But is it different for you? Do you think there's something there that you might be able to get sucked into? No, and the reason I can't get sucked into it is because I know that they can go off and have a cup of tea and then come back and shoot well, the next are. scene. And <laughs> and if they don't like the way that scene's gone, oh, let's let's do that again. And yeah. and that's to me that's not professional wrestling the art I like, is lost the, there isn't it because yeah, the art exactly. of performance is gone almost exactly can... and it, there's a reason why theatre's still much loved yeah. and you know yeah. and movies do have their own side as well like people like the movies but like you know you, people like going to theatre to see something real and real time and you know I, I, you hear many stories of people going to the theatre where you know people fluff their lines and stuff like yeah. that and they make a joke about it and they carry on and I think sometimes there's some real art in a performer, you know, to be able to do these things live or in one take and uh, and just go with it. And, so, and th- when things go wrong and seeing how they cope with that, and there's nothing wrong with something going wrong as long as it's not disastrous. Yeah. But, and, and something turning and, and, and making it uh, what it is. And I just, I just don't like the fact that I know they're just, but they may as well make you know. Uh, I think I think they're going to do stuff like this. They, they need to make their own little like I don't know yeah. part of the franchise where it's you know cinematic WWE or something like that. Yeah, where yeah, yeah, where they've got their own like, and it could they could they could very easily then have a load of the old school wrestlers like people like Stone Cold or Mick Foley that who come back and do stuff because it's all cinematic and they you know it's all safe and so they're not going to yeah. get hurt and stuff like that. And, That'd be cool and that would have its different audience but i just don't like the way that they're using it for you know the, these belts and the it just well i know these weren't for belts but it just it just feels like it takes the yeah the professional wrestling away from it and it, yeah it's uh just not for me and it is for a lot of people do like it clearly oh i love it um, a lot of people were, were spunking over over wrestlemania so um but it's uh yeah for me personally uh it's it's not my cup of tea, and actually, the one of the reasons I tuned in, so I, I was not excited about Money in the Bank, but I wanted to watch it, was because in my head I thought, oh, they're going to do something similar, like you know, the Randy Orton Edge match, 
um, where you know it, even if even if the Randy Orton edge wasn't one take, it definitely felt like it was one take. Yeah, uh, to a certain extent, and um, and that's sort of what I I wanted. Where you know the you know the, the cameras are running to keep up with the wrestlers, and the wrestlers are still going. It doesn't feel like the wrestlers should worry about the cameras if the you know the camera misses them. And that was sort of like proper like that was like attitude era i guess where you know when they did something backstage it was always sort of, you know the cameras were trying to run to keep up and the, yeah. the performers were still going and, and that's why I, I liked and so yeah and actually in a hint back to AEW uh dynamite uh last week where they had the the street fight with uh, yeah. uh matt hardy omega um sammy guevara and jericho like that was all one take that and so and, yeah. and i thought that that's that's what I want to see from those type of matches. I yeah, don't I want to see, you know, you know, let's stop this, you know, that's a cut, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. It, I, I, that, that street fight was really good. It was wacky as shit, but it was entertaining to watch um, for sure. What was, <laughs> what was the standout sort of worst spot for you that you disliked the most? Cause there, were, there was almost every five minutes. I was kind of like, oh, I've got to roll my eyes at this, but is there anything in particular you just thought, fuck me, that's the worst of the lot. It might, and it could even be the finish, the fact that the fucking briefcase slips out of AJ's hands and ends up in Otis's hands, which I <sighs> was like, right. There, there was lots of, I, to be fair, like, it's one of those ones I tuned, not tuned out of, but I didn't, because I wasn't as into it, but there was loads of parts that, that I was thinking, uh, and so I, I remember being at one point looking back up and there was a food fight going on. I was like, what the fuck's oh, going on God. here? Uh, I didn't like yes. the bit where uh, Asuka, is that how you pronounce it, jumps off oh, the yeah, yeah. banister onto all, all five of them at the very start and runs into the mm. elevator. I thought, oh, that's not, uh, you know, that felt a bit shit. in the elevator uh, for about 15 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder, apparently they're moving out of that pill did eventually WWE. I'm not surprised. If, you, if it takes 15 minutes to go up three floors... Get get onto your fucking landlord and say right, this needs to be sorted. But what I didn't get about that was Oscar done that, splashed them all, got in the lifts, got away, and the women were all concerned about catching Oscar, like finding where Oscar had gone. I was like, just go up, go up to the roof and get the fucking briefcase. If Oscar's gone to floor three to go and have a food fight, you could ignore her. Like the whole yeah. point of this is to get to the roof, not to chase someone around because they're not they've not physically got anything that you need to get off them you just need to get your ass to the very top grab the fucking briefcase and then and then robert's your father's brother so you have plenty of things like that i mean aj styles at one point decided that going after the briefcase was a lost cause and started trying to chase ray mysterio around because he put, kicked him in that room with the left him sorry left him underneath those weights that he could clearly just slide out of that that's yeah, yeah but that's what the other thing he's clearly the whole point was he was stuck under those weights yeah. and the camera disappears and it goes off and you think, well, you know, AJ Styles is now out of it, but suddenly yeah. he just reappears. It's like, how did he get out of it? You yeah. know, the whole point was he was like, stuck under it. Did, you know, the big show turn up and just pick him up off of him. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I don't know how he got out of it because, and this is the problem with the cinematic. They, they can quite, they can just leave holes. Yeah, like yeah. it felt like some people just didn't turn up at the roof. Uh, it's, it's in the women's fight. And I don't know why uh, I, I might've missed it, but I just, they just, mm. some of them just didn't, turn up and they're like even one, that some... one of them slipped over and hit her head on the floor because someone was mopping the floors yeah and then she just didn't turn up on the roof i thought well, at least it. they'll all end up up there at some point even if she gets up there late um and then like i don't know like corbin turned, like what is it oh, well, that was another thing i didn't get corbin threw a a uh, a weight at the mirror and he just looks all really shocked and i thought oh is this going to be like some sort of thing you know bad luck you know breaking a mirror and stuff like and then it just carried on i don't know why he was looking so shocked if they didn't make no. anything of it no i don't know whether it was he was scared of the bad luck or just that he knew vince mcmahon would find him for that but either way it was stupid like a lot of this 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 match was um did you see that did you was you paying attention when vince appeared on screen and he's yeah, in his yeah. office how fucking old did vince look like i mean i know it's been what probably 20 years since we last you last saw him properly like performing but fuck me looks haggard doesn't it looks like he's looks like he, he's working out a lot injecting a lot of like type of botox type stuff but also getting old and, yeah, and sometimes you just can't fight can't it ca- it feels like it feels like he's trying to fight it it's, it's not quite working for him poor fella yeah I, this is all he's doing though so we say yeah. poor fella and yet he's subjected us to this yeah he's um, on his billions of pounds and he's just loving life and he's but yeah it was, it was it was a strange yeah i did notice that like 
Didn't Stephanie McMahon turn up at one point when she yep. put the money in the bank down and stuff like that? And oh, that's yeah. just the conference room. And I was like, oh, it was, it was lots of there was lots of like you know little bits that they clearly tried to you know crawl back on and stuff like that. And like there was some random people turn up in Rey Mysterio. I didn't get maybe I just because I don't know what the Rey Mysterio storyline is, but all these people were just turning up that I've never seen before. Did no. You... Uh, no idea. No. And then, and the, other, the other thing as well. Sorry, this is real. I keep changing it. And like people got thrown off the roof. What happens to them? Are they dead? <laughs> In the, in the men's fight, I forget who got. I think, like, was it Alistair Black and Ray got thrown yeah, over thrown off the roof. They got thrown over the, the roof, and, so, and like it's just like they're dead now. I'm assuming. I think. Uh, I think this is. I think they explained it that actually there was a uh, there was another like fl- lower part of the roof below that, but it was only like ten feet. So they gave the illusion that they were killing them, but ultimately on rural or somewhere on social media described that no, there was another floor underneath it. Um, they fell on but uh, yeah if you didn't know any better and you only watched this and then went to bed and never watched WWE again you'd think Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black are both dead because <laughs> they even made a fucking splat noise when they yeah. supposedly hit the floor and I was like oh my god what are we doing here um, Oscar won the women's one I was surprised because I thought Baszler would win but um, and Oscar was kind of just on her own for a lot of it but nothing really to, to note about there the, the finish of the men's one Oh, no, actually, I have to mention Corbin because Corbin was going to go up with Oscar. Yeah, I think there's, there's two briefcases. They just need one each, men and women, and then they got their title shots. For some reason, Corbin decides to run up to the top of the ladder and I don't know if he was mouthing off to Oscar, but they, she starts kicking him off and knocks him down. And she gets the briefcase. That's Corbin's only chance at getting the briefcase because after that he resorts to murder by throwing people off the roof <laughs> and will surely be arrested in the coming days. Um, and then for the for the men's one, there's there's Styles and who was it? Was it Styles and Corbin at the top that are fucking battling? They both get it off at the same time. Elias, your favourite, shows up with his little guitar, hits Corbin. He drops the the briefcase. AJ, AJ Styles was about to celebrate, but he loses his grip on it. It slips out of his hands and falls into the arms of Otis, who's declared the winner and who also started the food fight, you'll be pleased to know. So what do you make of that as a finish? I, just, like, I, I didn't mind it as a finish. Like, I, The finish in itself has its own sort of merit. So I guess it's a bit like the... It's a little bit like the ladder match like at WrestleMania where Morrison got the belts except everyone knows Otis can't fucking climb a ladder so um, they, if they're going to give it to him they're gonna, that's going to probably be the only way he's going to be able to get it so um, it, to me it just felt like and even with Oscar like they're, they're the two comedy acts in both of them I thought well if, if what you know they're not why both win it? I don't get it. Like, yeah, like it no. just. But if once again downgrading the the winners to, uh, uh, to 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 the more comedy acts, and so like it's just a bit like I don't know. Maybe I, I as I said, I don't watch enough Raw and stuff like that. But maybe there's a bit of a hot streak with Otis. I feel like no, people. No, this is supposed to get you excited though. This is their chance. Yeah, but what's Otis? I know Otis has got this Mandy woman on the on the go or something like that, and so um, I'm assuming they're going to be doing something like, "Oh, Mandy, I've got the case for you" and stuff like that. And they end up losing the case to someone. Who's he going to get? Who's he? Is he's Raw as well, isn't he? No, he's SmackDown. Oh, he's SmackDown. So he's going to be at after Braun. Yeah, or Braun. Well, the thing is, he he could hold on to it for a year, for we know, and just come out of WrestleMania, which has happened before, I think. Yeah, I think you. I think you have to defend it, or you can defend the the briefcase. I can't remember the exact rules, but yeah, you can hold on to it up until the next one. And then yeah. cash it in. Um, but uh, Oscar doesn't have to. That's the belt now. Um, well, no, yeah, because Becky's. That's it. Done. Yeah, Oscar just gets the belt. Doesn't have to fight for it. Just becomes champion, raw champion. That's not true, is it? Did you not watch not. the thing where Becky, Becky Lynch? Um, so I watched it, the not the raw, just a little bit of the promo where Becky Lynch comes out and sort of says, "I'm pregnant." Da, da, da. Oh, well, she doesn't yeah. say that. She goes, uh, uh, "Seth's got me at the duff." Basically, well, she, but before she says that, like, I don't know if, if Oscar knew, but like, um, obviously Oscar comes out and when Becky's out there with a the briefcase talking, and then Becky goes, "Well, look, actually, what we're gonna do is." Uh, be, is actually what's in the case and opens the case is the belt and she says you actually get to be the champion and Oscar 
you know, there's a bit of a comedy act, so he just goes around screaming, oh, I've got the bell, and then and she comes eventually, and then Becky Lynch goes, yeah, you're, you're, you're now going to be the champion, and I'm now going to be a mum. Uh, and I th- my, the reason I think Oscar Mayer broke character a little bit and not known about it was because she was saying some words in English, a part of the cat it feels like a character is that she doesn't really say english at all um yeah. and so i felt like she wanted to say congratulations to becky because that's when she sort of found out um so i don't know maybe well, she did know and she was just nah, a yeah. good actor but um yeah she's the champion to, now she is the champion without having to yeah win so technically becky lynch comes walks away undefeated i guess which is <sighs> which is i guess keeps her uh you know mystery alive going and she could come back you know still being the man at some point See, should have put that belt on Shayna at Wrestlemania Vince is kicking himself now he's, now he's yeah. got an ice cold Oscar who's just got it from I know she won the money in the bank but not won it won it and Becky won't be around for at least a year so she'll be gone yeah, oh she well. doesn't need the money Seth's no. going to be bringing it in anyway so no, he's uh, they're, both, they're both laughing at that Vince fuming but that's what happens <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just a bit of it. Just overall, that those two, well, one match, two matches was just a bit. There was a lot of talking points in them. I give them that, but I wouldn't say any. Shit, yeah, no, no talking points that I really want to be talking about. No, yeah, I mean, it was half an hour long. People were saying it could up to be up to an hour long, and I was like, oh my god. So again, felt fortunate that it was that short, I guess, but still. Had I not had that expectation, I'd have been sitting there going, hmm, does this need to be almost half hour long? Probably not. But that's it. Money in the Bank behind closed doors yields that. Another WWE event in the books. Uh, overall thoughts of, of WWE Money in the Bank. Is it is this going to tempt you into being a full-time WWE fan? Definitely not, unfortunately. Um, what if it was available on ITV, like Raw, SmackDown? Or would you still be like, no, if this is the payoff that's going to happen every month, I can't be dealing with it? I would, I would, if it was on, still on, say, like back in the day when we were kids and it was on Channel 4, I, yeah. and, and I would watch it just for the pure fact to do this podcast, I think, and just to sort of see what's going on, uh, the pay per view. I don't know if I could commit to. You know, watching a Raw every week, watching a SmackDown every week, watching a Next mm. every week, um, and then watching a pay per view once a month. Um, I just yeah. think there's just too much there. Um, maybe when you're a kid and you're a bit younger and you've got a bit more time on your hands, then yeah, I, I get it. But like, like later on in life, I think there's you've got too much other stuff going on, and so unfortunately, crossing islands to build. Exactly, exactly. I'm wasting my life on that at the moment. But um, yeah, like I think. At the moment, in terms of like time-wise, like AEW's got it fine for me. There are what two hours a week I have to give them, uh, and yeah. and maybe a at the moment uh, up to twenty minutes for a YouTube show, which I don't have to watch, but you know it's twenty minutes. You know I can watch it just before I fall asleep or something. So yeah. like that, and then the pay-per-views are once every two to three months, so that's not too too big. Um, uh, so so yeah, yeah, like that sort of style of commitment uh and yeah it's just it's just aimed at a different audience unfortunately wwe is definitely aimed at a younger generation at the moment which is fine it's just that's what the demographics they're aiming for um aw is aiming for more the sort of what i call the 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 late teens 20s and 30s i would say sort of audience at the moment i think it was last week's dynamite obviously all this is in america last week's dynamite got more male 18 to 35 viewers than raw although they they almost doubled them and actually over doubled them in like overall viewers. The actual kind of one of the core demographics or one of the demographics that you would associate with the attitude era, ironically, 18 to 35 year old males, um, AW dynamite beat them, which was a bit of a surprise. WWE seem to even have, like you said, a a younger audience, but also they always seem to have um, uh, the over fifties. I guess that's just old or older wrestling fans that, have been watching since the dawn of time sitting there watching it don't like these new pups flipping about but um... it's funny you say that i think uh, the stat also was came out i think for the same when you're talking about there that uh aw got more viewers than any x 
N, not NEX, NXT. Because um, yeah. I think someone boasted about that, and then someone later on, I think, posted that Raw. Yeah, I think doubled the, the viewership. I more than doubled the viewership than than AEW Dynamite, which you would expect. Um, well, yeah. But um, but yeah, just it, it's just nice. I guess it's nice to see. You know, there there is an audience there for for the AEW now actually getting quite quite decent numbers. Yeah, so as long as as long as TNT, who you know, are one of the main sources of income, and keep them running basically in America are happy, and that's the main thing. And the fact they've got their deal renewed early in the year is a good sign. Lucky as well because of all this Corona shit kicking in, that would have really made those negotiations ten times harder. Um, but yeah, it's good to it's good to see that. One thing I was surprised about is they've been since September. WWE have been pushing NXT as a legitimate third brand. So, like, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the three pillars. So, we've had them appear at Survivor Series and, and face off against, like, the Raw and SmackDown uh, wrestlers. We've had them in the Raw Rumble. So, they've been having matches in the Raw Rumble, potentially to win um, the, the title there. We've had, obviously, Charlotte Flair come over to NXT as well. But no representation of the NXT brand on this pay-per-view. So, back to developmental, it sounds like, or, you know, feeder, feeder type when you're missing the chance to get a... Because to me, that suggests that no one cares about the NXT belt, which, frankly, they, they, they probably don't. Not even Drew does, because he said he'd never been a world champion before. And in fact, he has won the NXT title, so he crapped on it inadvertently by saying that. But yeah. to me, the third brand myth is dead now. They just He's gone back to like a challenger slash feeder brand, which is you know fine, but don't tell me otherwise. Yeah, and to be fair, like you can look and think the show was only what two and a half hours. They could have easily thrown in uh, an NXT belt if, uh, match if they wanted to, uh, and they've decided not to. Uh, whether that was conscious or not, um, I, you just don't know whether some matches right. pulled out at the last minute or something like that because you know uh, the current circumstances. But yeah, it's it's. I, I don't know. I quite like the idea. If if I was to have a brand that big, to have some sort of like feeder leagues is, is quite oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I think that's I, th- I think that's a better position for it, um, uh, and then working their way into the the, the proper brands, the SmackDowns and Raws. I, I think is a better way to position it. Um, mm. And, and like every now and then you can just do a little bit of a crossover because it's nice when you maybe want to push someone or push a couple of people in from uh, NXT to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, don't 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 be bringing it to so that people have to watch free 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 uh, brands. Do you know what the sickening thing is? Is that I have since November watched WWE, I've watched Raw, SmackDown, NXT, like up until the new year, and then once once all the lockdown happened, I basically binned them all. But NXT is such a better show than Raw and SmackDown. Like the wrestling is five times better. The storylines are much more simplified, and it's just a better product, I think overall. But it doesn't have the appeal that Raw and SmackDown have to, to pull in the big numbers. It pulls in, like you said, similar numbers to AEW, but usually usually a bit lower than that. So um, it's a shame because those guys, like Adam, is really, 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 really good wrestlers over there. Like Adam Cole, Undisputed Era. Um, Adam Cole, Riddle, Britt Baker. Yeah, that's it. They might be having a, they might, if they have a kid, really, Vince will go right at Adam Cole impregnate Brit really screw up AEW for us just yeah. as she wins the belt at Doesn't, some point and so I just what I don't so I've watched a few and I just don't know much about NXT but it's um, doesn't William Regal look after that or something yeah, strange like that general manager that's it he's like the on screen general manager and does a lot of backstage stuff but it's mainly it's Triple H's baby really he sort of runs it um, and that's the, one of the reasons people who are kind of fed up with WWE like NXT is actually a good alternative because it's so much different to the main roster and it is available on the WWE network so you could actually watch an episode yeah isn't it an NXT week. UK as well I don't know there seems to be a couple of yep. brands so I don't, yeah, I don't so, so do you have to what is so do you say like an NXT show every week and an NXT UK show every week yeah I tried to watch the UK stuff because obviously UK I think well that'd be nice but nah Ain't, ain't up to snuff that one, but NXT is worth a watch. Well, it, it was it was worth a watch. I think without the crowd, they suffer as well. But they, um, it's definitely. I think it's a, a good juxtaposition between Raw and SmackDown just to get that reference point and see how they do things over there. One of the announcements was, and I'll get the date in a minute, was that they're actually going to be doing NXT do their own little mini pay per views called Takeovers, um, which they've been 
uh, cancelling basically because of the the corona and they're going to be doing a nxt takeover in your house sunday june the 7th so maybe pencil that in if you've still got the network which i think you i do about have it like then that'll be a nice one to watch actually yeah, I, I think maybe and we maybe we can come back and talk about that one. Um, yeah. I've got my uh, my WWE network until the 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 nineteenth of June, so um, nice. that that falls just nicely. Yeah, we'll pencil that one in then. Make sure we both watch that. Right, that's money in the bank done. Thank you for joining us on this edition, Mister Paper. Um, I've managed to make it through. I haven't collapsed or lost any blood. Don't think my stitches have come open. No, they seem like they're still in place. So good all round. You bailed out yesterday because of a headache, even though I just suffered from a disgracefully large incision in what? my abdomen. Whoa, 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 whoa. That isn't well, how it went down. Well, that's how the podcast ends <laughs> on that cliffhanger. <laughs> no, I weren't feeling well yesterday either. So it was lucky that we both weren't weren't up for it because uh, it, it worked well. So it worked better to do it tonight, and we'll we'll get it up and out for the guys. But thank you very much for giving up your time for not just doing this, but for watching WWE. And we'll be back. So the next episode that you'll be back on will either be in the Royal Rumble '92, perhaps next week, but if not, definitely Double or Nothing the following week. So. We've got a couple of things to look forward to, but Double or Nothing is basically a 99% booked in podcast that we'll be doing following that pay-per-view. So look out for that. If not, you will catch me flying solo next week. Um, I'll probably do a preview of, of Double or Nothing if, if we don't get Royal Rumble 92 up to you, but we'll see how it goes. Anyway, babbling. Thanks so much for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.